0: Burnt. not yet i feel hot you should want some yeah welcome to doctrine and devotion the podcast that explores christian faith and practice from a reformed baptist perspective my name is joe thorne i am the lead pastor of redeemer fellowship in saint charles illinois
1: and i'm jim Fowler, executive
0: pastor at redeemer fellowship so i feel a little burnt even though i was in the shade even though you were hiding i was i had a hat on i had my my, my vacation and hat on it just yeah complaining well yeah, but that's gonna happen though. I'd be inside, I'd be complaining. Yeah. Um so we had a really good time. We were at Jimmy's house. Yep. Uh one of our one of our guys, Lee, yep. is marrying one of our girls, yep. Sarah. Yep. Uh and so while she was having some kind of I don't know, lady, what are, they, what are they doing? Ladies thing? What do the ladies do? She was doing a ladies thing here.
1: Yeah, they were uh step for wives.
0: Okay, that's a step for wives thing. Initiation. Uh, uh, initiation. <laughs> All right, good. And then while well, we uh Steve McCoy it's his daughter so uh for his future son-in-law he said hey let's all get together and have a have a cookout oh, and hang out so it, it was so kind of him it, it really was it was a really awesome thing uh it was like, so kind uh, of him to invite everybody to Jimmy's pool <laughs> <laughs> we did it at Jimmy's house because it's a great place to do it he's got the he's got the jacuzzi hot tub he's got the pool he's got the grill um but it was really thoughtful. Uh, Steve actually like, hey, like, let's no, do no, this. We, yeah. and, and here's the
1: thing. You know, I, I shared it with the guys. Um, I don't think I. I don't think Lee understands. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. He doesn't. I don't think he. I think he does understand how loving and caring, and amazing,
0: and rare,
1: rare. Yeah, <laughs> rare. What just happened? Because like none of us had that experience with our father-in-law. No at least hold on my father in law did not welcome me in for years, yep, and did not treat me as the way Steve treated Lee,
0: yeah,
1: and the way he honored him and the way he welcomed him as a son, yep, like
0: my father in law literally didn't say one word to me, yeah. So, because he's dead, he's dead. He, okay, so, he he Dad, Dad, yeah, he died. He died before I. Met so he, he literally <laughs> said he, nothing. Still to, to me. this day, has to never this. said anything to me.
1: <laughs> okay, well, mine's alive, and uh, <laughs>
0: you want to trade? I bet
1: uh, no. <laughs> I Danielle, don't don't call your father. Just Danielle, do not call your father. But it's been a bit rough, you know. It's been, it's better now, but at the beginning yeah, it was rough, of course. And I, you know what? just that gesture. So Steve modeled for the rest of us men. Yep. Here is how you welcome a young man that's marrying your daughter. If
0: you get a Lee, if I get a Jimmy, I ain't gonna have, I'm not gonna do what? this. I'm fantastic. <laughs> Were you fantastic back I then? Was. Mm. I was, okay. I was, I dressed like a rodeo clown. Okay. But I was still amazing. I tell you what, it was, what was cool about this was it was, you know, Lee and I think one, Travel was there, a single guy, and then a bunch of married dudes of various stages. And at one point, uh, Steve said, hey, guys, well give give some advice to, uh, to Lee here on, yeah. on marriage. And it was, that's the kind of thing that sounds to some of you, might like, ugh, it's going to be cheesy and ruin it. No, man, it was the highlight. Yeah. Everybody's sitting around and talking about marriage yep. and what not to do, what yep. we've learned through our mistakes. Yep. What to do, how to love a, your wife. And, and,
1: and then to pray over him. Oh, And pray over their yep. marriage. Mm-hmm. like It was a good, that was. It, it was a fantastic time. Yeah,
0: I got burnt, so I don't know.
1: Yeah, you, well, hold on. Speaking burnt. of people being burnt, mm-hmm. you can give it to me
0: now. What do you think I have?
1: You know exactly what you have.
0: I don't have anything, but I want to hear what you think I have.
1: Uh, you know exactly what you took from my house.
0: I take. I took nothing from your house. Okay, what you took from Greg. I took nothing from Greg. <sighs> no, for real, this is awesome. I love that you're wrong about something. That's the second thing you've been wrong about today.
1: Greg can't find his lighter.
0: No, 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 no. Last time I saw it, it was. No, you took his lighter. I did not. First of all, I don't like that lighter. No, you
1: don't like it because I gave it to Greg for his birthday. All of a sudden. Nope. All of a sudden, I give Greg a gift. You
0: give Greg a little tiny one burner torch. It was two burner. Okay, basically the same thing. It's a useless little laser pointer. Okay. <laughs> and and uh, two burner. All right, and and I already dropped it, and ruined it, so I wouldn't want it. But say, but also, no, I uh, I picked it up to give it to Greg when mm-hmm. he wanted. He was in the pool. He wanted a cigar. I was like, I'll get you a lighter. I went over there. I grabbed it. It was out, so I dropped it on the table where the where Pat was sitting, and uh, got him a different one.
1: So you're telling me, mm-hmm. Travel and or Tim and or Pat
0: stole it. I don't, I don't know about that. Oh. I just know I put it on the table and I did All see I know better. is we're all looking at you. Mm, that's fine. I'm used to it. Fine. Well, then
1: may I borrow your lighter? Of course, right here. Thank you.
0: Can you reach it with your little arms? No. I need your help. All right. So, um, you know, it doesn't feel good to be accused of, of stealing. You know, I don't like that. And uh, uh, it, it doesn't feel you, good. But you understand why. I understand why because sometimes things look like you stole something.
1: And sometimes people have the motive in their heart that yep. they're upset that I gave someone a gift for their birthday.
0: Yes, that's right. So there's giving and stealing and it kind of meshes in pretty well with what we're talking about here. We're not going to do our Baptist catechism discussion. We're going to do that on Thursday. So don't worry about it. You uh, Reformed Baptist brothers and sisters, we're getting to it Thursday. But today we're mixing it up because everybody's talking about this Lytton Greer oh, yeah. borrowing, sharing, or plagiarism.
1: I'm really hoping to have... Is he like? Is he like president elect? What do you call him?
0: I think he's president.
1: Is he president? Yeah, or he's president. no he's
0: president for the next for two years. So it's this I know, year. But the, when does the term begin? I think it's. I think it began. Yeah. All There's right. like no ser- swearing in ceremony. Oh, no, don't i That's why I'm asking. Yeah, no, I think. All right, I think so, so, all right. So, so Lytton mm-hmm.
1: is president.
0: Ed Lytton. Ed Lytton, new president of the Southern Baptist Convention. Now
1: he he's expressed interest.
0: Yeah, he might. He podcast. might come on the podcast. Yeah, he's
1: expressed interest. Yeah. You know, through someone else. Yep. And so we gave, you know, here's the proper channels to, you know, get on the podcast.
0: Here's what you have to pay to get on. No. No, no. I wasn't supposed to do that. We're not that. charging oh, we don't, anything. We don't charge anybody.
1: And I'm hoping he's still, let's find out if he still comes on after this. <laughs> I mean, you're willing to do it before. I'm As, hoping you're still willing to come on because I still want to ask you this question.
0: I'm willing to bet, Ed, that you're listening. Uh, we're not going to, we're not here to flame you or JD or anybody, but we got to talk about it. Uh, our listeners want us to talk about it, even though we've already addressed this issue on a few different occasions. Mm-hmm. But- you're a president, so we, we need to talk about this thing now. What happened was is i uh, presidente. I was uh, I was at home. I was on my back porch, I think, and uh, probably smoking a cigar, hanging out. And I got a video sent to me, and they're like, "Hey, you guys should talk about this." And I'm like, "What's this?" And uh, and I got a video. I want to play some of it.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go for it. All
0: right. Here we go. go ahead. But let me. And if you don't know anything about what we're talking about, <clears throat> it's it's comparison between. J.D. Greer, and it's going to start with J.D. Greer, the former president of the Southern Baptist Convention, he's preaching, and then it'll cut to other clips of Ed Litton preaching a sermon uh, like a year later, maybe, on the same text, on the same passage. Here we go. Let's hear
2: it. I'll we'll give you a warning here that this might be the toughest week that we will have in the book of Romans. Romans 1, the end of it is tied in difficulty only with Romans 5, Romans 9, and Romans 11. This may be one of the toughest passages we face in the book of Romans.
1: That's Litton. That's, this is the steep this climb
2: is I talked about. So in fact, let's just sort of loosen things up right now. Everybody Jenny. turn right now to your neighbor, look them in the eyes. If you, know them, if you know them, put your hand on their shoulder and say, this is gonna be a really tough week for you, okay? And tell them, say, I'm praying for you to have the faith and humility to receive this
3: word. I want you to turn to your neighbor right now. And I, I want you to say, I know this sermon is going to be really tough for you, but I'm here praying uh. that you will <laughs> listen and obey whatever God says. Go ahead do that right now. That's y'all we believe yeah. that
2: God's word is good. Do we Here's not? JD. You see, we believe that God's word is good. In some of my travels overseas, I'll, I'll go into JD. JD, temples JD, yeah. that are erected to a foreign God. And I remember being in one of them um, a, a while ago over in uh, somewhere um, uh, in Asia. And Paul David Tripp is a favorite pastor Litton. of mine to read. He's a pastor in
3: Philadelphia. Uh, he was on a mission trip to Nepal and he went, he was taken by a
2: missionary into a temple. And There was, uh, I go in this temple, it's this gigantic, I mean, beautiful temple. And right in the middle of it is uh, about a 25-foot statue of a, a goddess who has multiple breasts and, and multiple arms. And, you- and he said, and I, I will not go into details,
3: but... He does explain it, uh, that there was an idol in the center of this temple. He said it
2: was one of the most grotesque things he's ever seen. Watch these worshipers come in and they would prostrate themselves before this statue. And many of them were very emotional. Many had traveled a lot of miles to get uh, to this. Um, very poor, some of them, and taking the little money they had and pouring it out and offering before this statue of this God. But what really turned his stomach
3: wasn't the shape of the idol. It was how people were bowing down to it, kissing it, putting money
2: on it. He met a family that had walked for four months to get to this idol later finding myself just going back over that incident in my mind and and feeling sorry for the people there and thanking god kind of in my heart that i wasn't i wasn't like them but he walked out of that temple saying thank god i'm not like them mm.
0: then in the middle of that thought it just occurred to me All right, let's just stop for a second because we've got three thi- we've got three people now involved in this yeah yeah because yeah. you've got jd preaching an, a, a, a situation where he had this particular thought uh, in his experience, you've got Lytton who has been copying JD's sermon now. But he, but he still cites,
1: Lytton though cites. But
0: Lytton, when he starts telling this story.
1: Cites Paul Tripp. Yeah. He
0: yeah. goes, I got this illustration from Paul Tripp, but JD's sharing the same illustration saying it's all him. Mm-hmm. So that's just so to clear up that we got three people involved in this.
2: I had a whole list of things in my heart that have taken God's place, just like that statue had. When the spirit of God said, Paul, you are exactly like them. I I compared it to if the earth were to say to the sun, I am sick and tired of you being in the middle of the solar system. If the earth were to ask the sun in our solar system, Mm.
3: I'm sick and tired of floating out here in nothingness surrounding you constantly. I wanna be the center of this solar system.
2: The sun might just say to the earth, all right, have it your way. The earth is 30,000 times smaller than the sun and would not have the ability to keep all the planets in orbit. And so the solar system would begin to unravel simply because the sun gave to the earth what it asked for. Folks, our entire solar system would fall apart, why? Because the
3: earth doesn't have the power of light and it doesn't have the power of gravitational force to hold
2: this solar system in existence. Oh, sexual disorder, that was the first thing, verses 26 and 27. Now we've got economic disorder. there's economic disorder. Look at verse
0: 29. And at this point, they're they're, they're, yeah, the they're highlighting points. the same three points, right? We Want to pause there? Yeah, pause there. All right. That's fine. So you guys can, we'll have, we'll have a link to the whole thing.
1: You, you get the gist of it, I think, at this point. Oh, <sighs> yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah. Okay. So what's the point here? What's the point of this video? This video was created, crafted by somebody. Now, I have a feeling. So, all right
1: there are people out there mm-hmm. that there are people out there. there are people out there that may not be too excited that Ed Lytton is president. That is a very soft way to put it. Yes. All right. So it, but I don't believe soft like Ed's
0: theology. No, I'm kidding. I <laughs> that's what they would say.
1: That, yeah. <laughs> but I don't believe there's someone out there like combing through his sermons, trying <laughs> to find and like gotcha moments. You don't think so? No. What I do think, and this is what I feel someone was doing a sermon on Romans one was checking out other preachers and stumbled upon it. Yeah. Cause that's pretty.
0: So I've never done that a day in my life, not in over 20 years of preaching. I know you I know haven't I've never done it, but others it's have. So, yeah.
1: But I mean, do you really think someone's like going through the archives of, of uh, these two,
0: you know, Ed Litton and this other guy, actually, the, the, there was a, there was a statement that was put out. And one of the statements that was made was, I was actually because this sermon by J.D. it got him in some trouble because this is the sermon in which he refers to God whispering about mm-hmm. some things, the Bible whispering about some things, and they they noted that Lytton said the same thing as the new president. So it sounds like oh they were actually just looking at this statement in this issue, and then they realized ah. like oh this whole thing ha- is basically a reproduction. Ah uh, okay okay. All right, well, that, which, that's, yeah. they're that's, not they're that, not digging. That's is, the part. I mean, that, that, that's the part. For I don't think... preaching stealing. Correct. Yeah. Now there are a lot of people though that are going to say, "No, listen, they're out there, they're coming through everything, they're going to try and and there's no doubt there are going to be people that are going to be coming after the, the president Why? of the SBC, be, uh, because people listen, they're going online. The, the guy that lost uh, Stone is is you know he's on, he's
1: handling it with full humility. He's handling it.
0: <laughs> he's you going know, on podcast uh, talking honoring, about <laughs> honoring God and honoring. I don't or know. Or is he
1: going full Trump? This election was stolen.
0: No, no, no. He's not doing that. He's not saying it was stolen. He but he is. He is uh, very clearly talking about what he believes to be the danger of the SBC going in the liberal direction and that Ed Litton is, you know, a part of that trajectory. You know, that I guess a lot of people are saying, like, I
1: love men like that. You know, that kind of shows you at the end, like,
0: yeah, you probably shouldn't have been leading. Yeah. So um, all that to say, um, clearly this video is highlighting that somebody's stealing or borrowing or something from somebody else and uh we're not getting into all of the politics here we do want to talk again about this issue because it is obviously a very current pressing issue pastors are not doing the work not all pastors but a lot of pastors a lot of preachers are not doing their work now this blew up and so uh, jd released a statement and pastor Litton released a statement
1: yeah here let me see here hold on um
0: just read part of jd's
1: can i read just all right i'm just gonna read part here go Uh, in January of 2019, I preached a message called how the fall affects us all Romans 1, 24 to 32 on Paul's explanation of the effects of the fall on all of us, particularly in the realm of social and sexual disorder, the content of the message, particularly my three conclusions at the end about homosexuality, where the church gets this wrong, uh, got a lot of traction and clips and summaries of this message were shared on a number of blog and podcast sites. It was one of the most widely distributed messages I've ever preached at the Summit Church. Several months later, Pastor Ed Litton reached out and told me that he had really appreciated my take on Paul's warnings in that chapter and asked if he could use some of the content with his congregation, as well as how we had broken down the entire series on Romans at the Summit Church. Pause there. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, yeah. we get the same thing.
0: Yeah, people ask us for how our everything from our graphics to our outlines to the wording of things. Correct. Yeah.
1: Uh, I told him that whatever bullets of mine worked in his gun to use them. My own take on these things, or sorry, my own take on these kinds of things is usually shaped by the input of many godly men and women. Ed and I have been friends for many years and we have talked often about these matters. And I was honored that he found my presentation helpful.
0: And just to go back, um, you know, people haven't, specifically cited a sermon of mine. Say, hey, can I use no. your sermon? It's been more about, hey, we like the packaging of this series. Yep. You know, can we use your graphics? And we say, no. <laughs> because it's well, like- Oh, no, we say talk to- Yeah, talk to- oh, yeah. Or, no, and, no, no.
1: We've never told anyone they can't use. Yeah. For, Even recently, someone asked, so for our Revelation series, they're like, hey, I like the tagline.
0: Yeah, the tagline, but not for the graphics. The graphics are commissioned the, art.
1: I know, but the graphics, we say talk to Brian Malcolm. Yeah, and which Brian is, always says yes. Or does it?
0: Well, we'll we'll let Brian handle that. But yeah, oh, the the point I is. I didn't is like, realize yeah. you said no. My yeah. bad. Because My it, bad,
1: y'all. Yeah, it, it's it's <laughs> apparently I said something wrong. No, it, it, it,
0: <laughs> I think I think the issue is, and Brian, please correct us if I'm wrong, because I remember us having this conversation on a couple of occasions. And the, the reality is, is like it gets confusing because our content is out there with that branding. So if you if somebody else is using that same branding on their content on the same series, it could be confusing.
1: All right, I'm fine with that.
0: Right. So um, all right. So then Ed Litton also re- released a statement, and he said, all right, do you want to read yeah. Litton's? I'll just be part of it. Uh, he said, we employ a preaching team approach at Redemption Church that is comprised of eight men from our staff and congregation. We who- get
1: away with two, just Joey and I. <laughs> <That's right. sighs> Don't need eight.
0: Don't need eight. That's right. The terrible two. <laughs> yeah, the terrible, terrible two, two does a the work cost. of eight. That's right. And you know
1: what? With the two of us, we didn't go to JD.
0: That's right. You know, actually, for this Roman series, JD copied our series on Romans, actually. I didn't want to bring it up, but it's totally all of it, except for the whispering part. It was all Redeemer, yeah. No, not at all. Okay. I'm about to say, I don't no, think that's any not of true. it no, 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 <laughs> JD's a very good preacher. Very, very good communicator. Community. You could even see, oh just like, he, that guy's good up there. He is,
1: right. His presence, how he goes about it, his cadence. Yep yeah anyways go ahead sorry
0: all right so uh eight man congregation they meet weekly to discuss insights outlines and approaches to the text this sermon prep process includes working in the languages consulting mm-hmm. commentaries and books and listening to strong communicators i still don't get that but that's well just joe and i don't do that we do the other part yeah we do the other part. uh in that process i learned about my friend jd gris message on romans and discovered that he had recently preached that what what he had well, recently yeah. preached resonated with the direction god was leading me and our preaching team we often consulted his manuscripts along with other resources uh i found no, that let's
1: J- stop right there you often consult to them yeah okay
0: yeah i just no offense but i go to the okay we'll talk about it, we'll talk all about right, it. All right we'll talk about okay. it i found that jd Grizz's message on romans one was insightful particularly his three points of application with his permission i borrowed some of his insights and those three closing points the story of paul david tripp was from his devotional new morning mercies on january 22nd his story took place in india And then further down, he says, I hold the same study process on each sermon. As any pastor who preaches regularly knows, we often rely on scholars and fellow pastors to help us think through and communicate more clearly with the goal of faithfully preaching the truths of scripture to our congregations. But I am sorry for not mentioning JD's generosity and ownership of these points. I should have given him credit as I shared these insights. All right, that's fair.
1: I mean, he he is right. We do often look at scholars Mm -hmm. and even other pastors. Now, we might not look at other pastors living, but you look at a Baxter— you might go look at yeah. an Owen. Mm-hmm. You might go look at some of these other guys, you know, and their dead man writings, right? The yep. Puritans. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these guys were were other pastors that yes. we, we have. So nothing fair. wrong. There's, There's nothing wrong. Nothing immoral that, that, about fair. looking yeah. at that
0: stuff. So, okay. So just to give it the breakdown, what's happened in this situation, as far as we know, is Pastor Litton used Pastor Greer's material with Pastor Greer's permission. Yes. He said, hey, I want to use your stuff. And yep. he was like, do it, man. Go go do your thing.
1: Bottom line, Joey, did he steal it?
0: It was not stealing.
1: That's not stealing.
0: All right. Uh, okay, but so and using the outline is less problematic for me, even though I would say, Hey, you know what? Famous he's the president of our convention. He has these three points of application. We're gonna run with these and then go.
1: And you know what? You have like you yeah, haven't used have other to. but you have said like Hey, uh, I'm going to use just throw a name. Owen yeah. had these eight points yeah, and we're going to go through these. And then sometimes you'll be like, he's given these eight. I'm going to add a ninth.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so it's like, it, it, listen, it it doesn't, if you're, if you're a good communicator, it does, you're not going you to have to belabor it. It doesn't have to be brutal, but yeah, just say where you're getting it from. He, he doesn't do that. But also it's not just the outline. It's the opening illustrations. It's the jokes. It's, I mean, so yeah. much of it is copy and paste. Mm, oh my goodness. Yeah. It, it, it's and it's just cringy when you see it, right? Yeah, it, it makes me like, ooh, I feel embarrassed. Uh, as a, as a, like, what preacher. do you mean? What do you mean you feel embarrassed? Uh, yeah, because I'm it
1: trying like to understand that concept.
0: So, like, I and like Jimmy, you're a preacher. Um, yeah, it's it's hard work it putting is. together a message is hard work. I was preaching on Revelation 12, what seven through 17 today. Um, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's revelation. It's a, It takes yeah. a lot of work. I'm using resources and commentaries, yeah. and we'll we'll, yeah. we'll talk Tim, about Tim that. LaHaye. No, stop. Jenkins. Mm-mm. I'd rather use Anton LaVey, <laughs> who's the founder <laughs> of the Satanic, Satanic Church. Uh, All right, uh, um, you know. not really, though. I do actually.
1: Do you really have a copy
0: here? Well, the Satanic Bible right here is on my shelf. <laughs> what looking is at wrong it. with you? Because research. I'm writing that book. Uh, okay, there uh, uh, we go. Teaser. All right, so. I had Deb order me a bunch of satanic stuff on Amazon and now her Amazon, what is wrong? Her Amazon <laughs> recommendations <laughs> are like, so would you up. like this Alistair Crowley bio? <laughs> <laughs> oh She's my like, Joe, gosh. it's recommending all the <laughs> satanic services. I'm like, yeah, that's what happens when you're a mystery citizen. You sometimes got to get background material. All right. So anyways, um, it's hard work, right? You put a lot yeah. of work into it. And I'm, I'm, I'm very conscious of, I'm gonna have to go up here. I'm gonna have to preach this. I'm going to give everything. And, the idea that I guess I get what makes it cringy and embarrassing is it's embarrassing because you did something you didn't need to do. You don't need to like, you don't need to mimic a person. You don't need to, you're not an actor at this point. You're reading lines. You're not an actor. You're a preacher, man. So get up there and preach. I have no doubt that Ed can get up there, open that Bible and preach. So do it. And I guarantee you this, you preaching, you is going to be better than you preaching somebody else Mm -hmm. every time. So it's it's embarrassing because of that. It's also embarrassing because it's like ooh you're caught, you got busted, and that's embarrassing. Yeah, it's like ooh, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. yeah. What could be SBC president? And thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so all right, do you think this is a sin? Do you? Th- a lot of people say this. He's disqualified from ministry. He uh, he sh- he should resign from ministry. No, I don't think so. All right, I I don't think so. either. I don't think it was. Sin. I don't
1: think so either. No, I, maybe it's. I don't.
0: It's, I, don't th- I don't think so. How? I do think it's serious. Yeah,
1: he, he, I think it's it's. It's bad form. It's I think I, I think you should have gave credit. I think it should have been a little bit more transparent up front.
0: I tell you uh, what. Now, our elders would,
1: oh my, yeah. would yank my oh chain. Oh, my gosh.
0: They'd be like, bro.
1: If all of a sudden we found out that Joe <laughs> stole a, a servant, I'm trying to think who he... So, okay. Michael Horton. Every once in a while, yeah. I mean, you know, it, Joe likes... Uh, uh, if Joe stole something from Owen...
0: Yeah, okay, first of all, be very, be very specific and be very careful. You know right which here. one. No, yeah, John Owen. No. Yeah, no, stop it. No, no. I'm not using little man stuff, okay? Strip mall seminary. Okay, forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> Owen, how do you pronounce it? Stricken? Straying. Strain. I'm not copying Owen. If I'm copying an so, Owen, to be John so, Owen.
1: So when, when Joey stole from Owen. Okay, never have. Never have. But if he did, okay, if he did, then yeah. I mean, we'd be like, all right, dude, obviously you need a break. Here's what happened.
0: You know what's funny is like somebody, one of our preachers will preach something and it'll be. Like, there'll be a section that is so tight. Like, it's really good. Mm-hmm. You know what I ask him? What do you ask? Is that you? Do you really? A hundred percent. I've done it to Pat. I've done it to others. Man, you've like, never done it to me. No, it's never that good. Uh, anyway, you walked right into it, bro. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs>
1: As soon as I said it, I was like, I was like, Aww. it's a trap! It's a trap!
0: <laughs> no man, your preaching's good, and I know, I know you, I know, I know how you work. But sometimes it's like, you know, like, dang man, that. And so I remember asking Pat, I'm like, bro, that's really good. Did you pull that from somewhere, or is that just you? He's like, no, that's just me. I'm like, that's gold, man. That's really, mm. really good. Own that and do more of that. Mm. So. Um. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, cool. Cool cool. Bad, cool. cool. bad. form. Um. All right. So let's talk about pastors and their preaching and this right, whole idea it. that we do have to rely on scholars for the things that we can't do
1: or, or maybe don't have time to do. There are some. There are some pastors that maybe can. They could delve deep into the languages. Sure. But you don't have time for that. You have too much counseling. You have too many meetings. Yeah. Okay, right? See,
0: I, I, I completely disagree with this, this line of thinking. If you're a what? full-time pastor. Yeah. You have enough time to do your own sermon prep.
1: No, no, I didn't say that. I didn't say you couldn't. No, no. no. Uh, let me finish my thought. Okay,
0: go ahead. Okay, You I'm said they're too busy to get into the language. That's, that's sermon prep.
1: To go deep into the ser- into the languages. That's why you rely on scholars.
0: Well, I would say this. If if somebody... You're telling me... Yeah.
1: Because I know you know Greek and Hebrew.
0: No, I really don't know Hebrew that
1: way. Oh, hold on. You made it sound like you're this... Not an expert...
0: I've but, never once made myself sound yes, like an expert. No, 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 no,
1: no, not expert. I didn't say expert. You just did. No, no. I said you never made yourself oh, sound like nev- an expert. Yes, right. But you have made it sound like I have this grasp and I can go through it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, of, of Greek. Yeah. Yes. But you don't have time to go deep into that. So you do rely on a cursory view of scholars. I'm saying a lot of pastors who all of you guys have this education. You can't go deep into it like you could in seminary.
0: No, I, I would say that I go as deep as I can. I, I like I because my, the reality is, first of all, I've had probably more Greek than your average MDiv guy.
1: Okay, and I know you're so special. No, I'm
0: not special. I'm not smart. I'm He's just saying because so I had great. it in Bible college and then I had it in so seminary. Fantastic. But I still am not a Greek scholar, so I can only go so far. I don't. All right. That, so yeah, it, that's all I'm saying. It's it, for, in my case, we're talking like it, it's it's. Yeah, I think most most. So if pastors, you to go deep,
1: would you really sit here and spend honestly on average? Would you spend fifteen hours on sermon prep a week?
0: Oh, if I had the time, I absolutely would spend fifteen. Okay, but you hours.
1: don't have the time. And no, that's no. what I am saying. A lot of our a but lot of I pastors
0: have, don't have the time. Okay, so let's let, let's agree on this. Every pastor I, I has. I feel like we both agree on the same thing. We do. We, we do. But you are uh, going against me. We're, no, we're, we're we're looking at it in different ways because most pastors, I'm being charitable. most pastors, have a cursory introductory, and that's including myself, cursory introductory understanding of Greek or Hebrew, and uh, and so they're listen, they're, that basically really equips them to use tools and not to do deep translation work. Okay. So so yes, I use my yes. Greek scholar to do Greek uh, schooling yeah. uh to use a lot of those resources and it helps me I can understand okay. it. Okay. But yeah, let's say this. Every preacher has a certain amount of time. Yeah, a certain amount of time. So I don't like the idea like where preachers are like, well, I don't have enough time, that's why I have to farm stuff out that I would No, I'm have.
1: not saying that. So what I And that's saying,
0: why that's why my point is we rely on scholars to do what we cannot and cannot, in this case, could be a hindrance of the ability or the time right, to spend fifteen to. I hours. agree with that. When I
1: heard "cannot," was like they they don't know how to do it. Yeah, like well, they don't,
0: ed, 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 most don't when it comes to languages. They really don't.
1: What? Yeah. I have so much more respect for you guys. I thought you. I, you, I thought you all had this. Mm-mm. Why'd you spend all that money?
0: Well, first of all, I went to Moody, so that was pretty cheap. Uh Southern, yeah, and then Southern. Uh, it was like a third because I was a Southern Baptist, so you only pay a third, mm. basically. Something like that. All right, so um, but the but the bottom line is, and, and we do agree on this: languages, and there are interpretive issues. Yep. There's background yeah, yeah, yeah. information. Yep. yep, I don't. We're not scholars in an academic sense, so you have to rely on other people to help you to see yep. what you can't otherwise see. Yep, yep. That's fine. You've got to do that.
1: Yep, I I, I am with you all that right, and I do think like. Every pastor, every preacher should do the work that they can do yep. without farming it out. Yeah, right. And it's all part of the process of building a good sermon. Yes, it is. Right, uh, and I think that's that's really important because as you're doing the work, as you're as you're actually involved in it, uh, you're crafting it because it's really really great for your congregation because you're thinking of them. Right. Yeah, you have them in mind. You know their issues. You know their struggles. You know their temptations. Um, you know, their joys, right? Like, you know, what's going on within your church, and in your community, and you're able to craft a sermon that is for them.
0: And the work that you put into understanding the passage strengthens your faith. It strengthens your theology. Yep. It strengthens your, and other, there's a difference, you know, in school, there's a difference between memorizing answers for a test and learning the material there's a difference
1: that's yeah you're going to
0: you're you're going to forget what you memorize for a test but the stuff you learn the material that you actually learn does stay with you so i think
1: for you know for all my schooling right going through books mm -hmm. you know going through uh going through books of scripture and it's been helpful nothing nothing stays with me like preaching through a book yeah right like even revelation as we've you know you mentioned earlier like Everything that we've been discussing, everything that we've worked through, everything that we've been praying through, that sticks with me a lot more than what I had to memorize going through Hebrews.
0: Right. Yeah. Like I read, you know, I've, I've, I remember the first book I read on Revelation that I liked. Um, I've, I've read a few and uh, it was More Than Conquerors by Hendrickson. Um, and yes, it has problems, but I, I really liked it. So, OK, so you know what? like three things really stuck with me from that book. Mm. But when you're doing the prep of studying and teaching through mm-hmm, something, mm-hmm. it all sticks. So, and listen, in Lytton's defense, he's saying, listen, we've got a whole team of people. We, we study, we use the tools, we use all the resources. We're doing all the stuff that you guys are talking about. <clears throat> oh, you okay? No, Joe's getting choked up. Joe, a, it's really an Joe, emotional time. Joe, Joe, you okay? And I just, you know, maybe I just need to confess right now that I'm not a very good preacher. Okay. Got that out of the way. No, you're great. Yeah. Thank you. Like, so I do think that because this is one of a, the pastor's central responsibilities it's not his yeah. only responsibility most pastors cannot spend 20 to 40 hours a week like people, like John MacArthur has oftentimes said to it be spending on his messages we do have like you said counseling emergencies you know we've got we've got business matters to be taken man, care of
1: 20 to 40 hours a week
0: my, my preaching would be better if i could spend 20 hours course, a week oh on man, it <laughs> My goodness i get for people who want to know i get uh, like 10 to 12 is what yeah. I get, and it's probably it's probably about ten, um, and that's that's great, that's great. Uh, and I know well, that I can Huggie work. Huggy says
1: you only need eight to ten.
0: Yes, yeah, eight hours or less. Oh yeah, eight, that's eight hours the title or less. Of book. <laughs> okay. um, so yeah, you want to you want to use those, but you've got to do. You just have to do the work. Now this doesn't mean that you're not going to pull an outline from somebody else and go. You know what? I like this outline better than what I came up with. Um, I understand that. and But this is where it gets into like homiletics. And so the exegesis is an area in which I think we need more help. Homiletically, mm. I expect the preacher to be doing, like that's the heavy lifting you can do. Yeah. So yeah, you're gonna need more help on the scholarly end. And then you can get insights from other people uh, as it relates to homiletics and application and whatnot. I think that's fine. But I think there's more value in, in putting it together for your people, yourself. Because it's coming from you, hmm. I think if I preached another guy's outline and didn't say anything, first of all, we'd all know. I, I think there because there's a, no metal reference, there's no horror that, reference. It would be alliterated. It It'd would probably, be alliterated. It would rhyme. <laughs> it, it would make sense.
1: <laughs> we were like, "Oh, I could follow That's this." Really
0: insightful. Wait I a can, minute. I,
1: I could follow the flow. <laughs> <laughs> he has three points, and they're consistent.
0: All right. So what? what so like, I don't. I've. I've never listened to another guy's sermon as I've been preparing for one of my own. I've never done that, not one time. Um, And now I have read, like you said, I'll read Spurgeon on occasion. Okay, okay, okay. okay. On occasion. And I will read treatises and books theologically that relate. um, But I know, of course, I will use commentaries. But there's nothing wrong with looking at another pastor's sermon and saying, okay, well, how did he do it? And what can I glean from him and take from him? That's totally fine. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. what are some some ways in which we should do that or, or not do it? Like you can get inspiration and insight. Okay. Right. Um, well, even you just
1: said like some ideas, you can get some ideas, right? Yeah. I mean, like, you, yeah. Sometimes they might hit on a, uh, on a point that you didn't think of. Yeah. And so as you're kind of going through, Hey, you know what? That point does make sense. And I do see it within the text,
0: but I think it's important if you're, if you're going to take something from somebody, but then, then make it your own. Yes. Then Don't, don't go full in and copy and paste. Yes. Because yes. even if I'm taking like, okay, so let's say I'm preaching on, Maybe repentance is a is a central theme in a the text that I'm in.
1: Oh, hold on. Ready? Ready? Three, two, one, Watson. Yeah,
0: yeah. Watson's doctrine of repentance. Knew it. And knew so it. maybe, or if I'm on prayer and I'm gonna use a definition by John Bunyan. Yep. Right. So maybe I'll quote that and I'll, I'll cite that, but then I'm gonna riff on it in my yes. own way and unpack it in my own way. If I'm gonna use if I would use JD's outlines, he did these three things. Well, I'm not gonna use his words beyond the outline. I'm gonna say, here are his points. Now Here's what it means, and I would give it to my people. That's that's custom tailored for them because then it's in my voice, and it is, uh, it's me communicating to them. I think just ways to do it. But the copy and paste thing, man, is embarrassing, on awkward, and it's not real. It's not genuine. And I think I do think it's more acting than preaching at that point because you're really, really going with somebody else's content, like in a beyond just content with even style and.
1: No, and even as Lytton said, right? Like, I mean, what's really important here is if you do use someone else's material, cite the original. Yeah.
0: But he did that with Trip. Yeah, but, but he, he didn't do it with Greer. He should have did <laughs> it with
1: Greer. And he, he you know what he acknowledged. He owned that. He's like, he Yeah, I totally that. I totally should that. have done that. Yep, yep, yep. And
0: yep. that's and that's good. And this is like again, we can all I think we can all learn from this.
1: Now, Joe, there are
0: groups out there. Mm-hmm.
1: Like there are groups out there, uh maybe, maybe a lot of people don't know this there are many groups out there but no but there are groups out there for like sermon research preparation
0: yeah 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 there, there's a few the big one is docent yeah docent research group is is really big and um and a lot of people use it here's a here's a summary of what docent is uh, and this is particularly used by larger churches uh churches that have you know Uh, uh, enough cash to support a pastor with this kind of a thing it says docent research group exists to equip pastors and executive pastors of large churches i'm an xp Mm -hmm. of large churches okay now you're out uh with the tools and resources they need to minister in their unique context nothing wrong with this by using a team of researchers with graduate level degrees or working on them we provide clients with research to help plan for a new campus launch or church plant to sermon series preparation and planning we help churches craft position papers to articulate beliefs, and we write custom curriculum for small groups, Bible studies, and Christian education programs. If you if if you need it, we can do it. All right. So <laughs> did you
1: like that? Nah,
0: not really. I mean, some of it's helpful. Some of it's good. Like people do need help. And that's part of, that's that's what's good about being connected to other churches of various sizes. Like, hey, you know what? We don't know how to write a position paper. Can you help us with this? Mm -hmm. And you get some coaching, you get some help. And so a group like this, like, hey, you want, you're going to plant a church. You've never done it before. Well, you need help. And that's what your church planting networks are for. Hopefully your denomination can help you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, and so they are filling in some of those gaps. Again, I just, I struggle with this. Like, we're going to. You know, and maybe they can help with sermon preparation, like saying, Hey, you want to launch a series that's gonna have maximum impact. Here are the components that you're gonna need, right? I, I get some of that, mm, but when they're mm. but when they do the research for you, the background research for you, it doesn't really give you the opportunity to disagree with their research. Like when I'm reading and doing background study, I can go, okay, well, here's one take on it. But here's three two other takes. Yeah, There's yeah. three positions here. Now which one am I going to? They're going to just I mean th- they're kind of spoon-feeding you the the view. Right. And it's like okay, I I just think it's I, I I I think crafting sermons demands the preacher uh to do his work and to tailor it to his own congregation and context and that's I think that's hard to do yeah. if you're relying too much on what a group like docent is going to do. So I'm not yeah. saying what docent does is wrong, but it it has its problems, I think. And that for me, like man, we've got enough. we got enough people looking at us sideways yeah. as as Christians and as preachers. It's, you know, I, I, so when this is happening and it's like, oh, so you're you you preached another guy's sermon and listen, it happens a lot. We we both Jimmy and I both know pastors who've lost their jobs because mm-hmm. they're preaching other people's sermons without permission. Mm-hmm. This is a little different, but so yeah, it. Our take is we've talked about this before. We'll link to our other episodes. Um, you know where we stand preachers preach your own sermons if you're yeah. if you're a critic here yeah and, don't assume the worst yeah if you're a critic of lytton and these guys don't just when you see some people it, are just out to get them oh he's stealing like okay well let's find out yeah and it turns out he didn't steal he said hey can i use your stuff yep and his friend's like absolutely yeah, use my yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah bad form we probably yeah. could have handled it better yeah but he didn't steal it no so don't call him don't don't you're calling the question the man's integrity right
0: there. yeah okay i i don't like that preachers you know what we're going to tell you to do Do your work. Do it. You
1: have the time.
0: You're set apart for this. Put in the work. If you've only got six hours in the week, that's enough. That's enough. Make it work. If you've got 10 hours, make it work. Yep. And then church, man, if the word is being preached, we can rejoice in that. Paul said that even if people preach with wrong motives or if they're copying and pasting, if the word is being preached, we can at least rejoice in that. So let's, let's rejoice when the word is preached, even if we disagree with some of the ways they go about it.
1: Pastor Litton, I hope you still consider coming on the podcast. We would love to have you on, discuss this, and discuss a few other things.
0: We'll talk about, yeah, the convention, and where we're going. The
1: direction, everything. Yeah. We want to hear the vision that God has given you and give you an opportunity to kind of talk through some of the things, you know, some of the disagreements and uh, some of the issues that are outstanding. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Docadivo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, doctorvotion.com. They can contact us. You can send up an email blast through the store, jofostore.com and grab some gear. We got that fresh pod every Monday and Thursday. We got blog posts and video content over at the website. We've got that all access exclusive content. Your banter truth on Tuesdays. You got your weekday wisdom Monday through Friday. Head on over to doctrinvotion.com/slash all access and register today joey i'm yeah, yeah. really hoping yeah that people will tag us and tag pastor linton oh goodness <laughs> about coming on and talking with the jofo
0: Yeah, be good man i would love we're to. Fri- we're friendly we're guys friendly. we're friendly yeah we're not out to get you nope now well, jared jared wilson we would be out to get him Jer- if, he's we get go Jer- down, if he has to go if he down, has the guts to get on this podcast if he
1: has well he has been on it yeah again if you have the guts Next to come time. on Jared yeah again you're done you're gonna quit yeah later